Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Gorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. And we welcome you to today's show. All right, hello and welcome to episode three of the Everyday Church Podcast. As we're about to record this, I was thinking, what number are we up to? Is it four? Is it three? Um, me and numbers, you'll just find out, are just not good friends. You're terrible, man. Yeah, I'm really, really bad. I just cannot count, obviously. Um, but welcome to episode three of our podcast. And today we're going to continue on the conversation that we started in episode two. Episode uh-huh. two. <laughs> um, about web pages and about language. It's, it's, it's a chunky thing and and as we're going through and we're looking at the time thing we need to bail on this episode (laughs) but there's just so much more we've got to say yeah we want to try and cap our podcast as well as we can to that 20 ish minute thing for you so it's a good car drive it's a good mowing of the lawn as you listen in um so we're going to dive in again to uh, what it means to be part of a web page if you've missed episode two uh, go check it out first. You're doing well, man. <laughs> I'm counting so well. Um, and then you can come back in and, and you can be up to speed. But we spoke about in the last episode about how changing the language of your publicity, changing it from what would be an old media, such as newspapers, and taking that online. And we talked about actually changing the language from being an inside implied knowledge kind of language that would make sense to the everyday church member to being someone who isn't part of the everyday church, really. That's right. You've got to, you've got to take the mentality of someone who is outside in. Mm. Now, if you want to have a web page or a Facebook page just for inside people, that's fine. But really, that's not what the advertising medium yeah. is there for. It's yeah. there to attract people on the outside. And so you've got to think Mm. like they do you got to say if i knew nothing about this church Mm. or nothing about any church what would be the important things to know yeah definitely um so for instance if you actually want some kind of a platform to speak to the members of your church facebook can still work for that and we have something called a facebook group set up for that and if you need to figure out how to make one of those all it really is it's a private page that people have to request to be a part of and you improve, approve people to come in and only people within that group can see the content. Um, so we've set that up and if you wanna uh, do one of those because you're loving Facebook and how you're using it for your church, no. just yep. just Google it again. Just Google what it, uh, how to set up a group. Um, that would be outstanding. And we have about 25 groups. <laughs> for different areas of the church. For different ministries yeah. within the life of the church. We have a worship group. We have our small groups. Each have their own individual groups on Facebook yeah. uh, that they um, uh, talk to each other through. Yeah. Uh, the youth ministry. Uh, Sunday morning worship, Sunday evening worship. You'll come to a stage of using Facebook well that you'll have more, more groups than you probably even need. Um, because you're creating so many different sub conversations within the platform. So Facebook is powerful for that. And like we said in the last episode, if you don't have a public outward focused Facebook page for your church, uh, you just got to have one. It's free. Uh, get it done. Um, but today in this episode, we're actually going to talk about taking it a step further in your online presence and looking at a web page. Mm. So we talked about last episode about how you can use some paid online services such as a Weebly, or you can look at maybe WordPress, which is a blogging site that allows you to create a website looking blog. 
if that makes sense. And all those have uh, great pros and cons. All of them pretty much have a cost of some kind associated with them. Um, and like we said in our last episode, we use a, a downloaded software called Adobe Muse um, for how we do ours. But today we're really gonna look about not how you design a website with what kind of software, but what you put into your design website. So what are some good things and what are some bad things? What are, uh, and how you get about making a well-designed web page. So Barry, would you talk with us about some of the do's and don'ts oh, can of I, can web page? start with a don't? <laughs> start with a couple of don'ts, if please. You, if you just go to Google right now and you just Google churches in your area and you pull them all up, I can almost guarantee that 80 to 90 percent of the church's pages will have the building of their church on the front page yeah and for me there is there that is the biggest don't the biggest trap that you can fall on i understand it you want to kind of want people to know what the building looks like Mm -hmm. I also, you know, realize that it's an easy picture to take and you've probably already got that photo around. But what does it say to someone outside the church? It says that you worship the building, that the church is the building. And theologically, we all know that the church is not the building. building. The church is the people of God. And so if you want to communicate to people outside that you are welcoming and friendly, you do not put that in words we are welcoming and friendly you put that in a picture of people having conversations enjoying each other's company Uh, i'm not even a fan of the uh, pictures of people holding up their hands in worship Mm. Um, because because you're basically saying that you got to come and you got to put up your hands in worship now um, but at least that's of people yeah Um, the biggest trap is not to uh, worship buildings and have buildings so uh, we have, you know, quite a few web pages associated with our churches. They all have people as the starting point. Yeah. Somewhere deep down, in you know, in how to get there, you can have a picture, mm. but you've got to have people as your starting yeah. place. Well, if you look at the what this person is going to your web web page to see, they're seeing what's inside the church. And they come to the front page and they see what they've already seen before, the outside. They're not looking to find a website that looks at the outside of the church. They're wanting to be a part of the church. You've got to show them what happens when they walk through the door. What are they going to see? Are they going to see people drinking coffee? Are they going to see people worshipping God? It has to reflect who you are. And I just think if you look at businesses, they don't have on their front page the building. They have, if it's a coffee place... They're drinking coffee. If it's a sports club, you see people playing football. You don't see the footy club rooms. There's a difference. And we need to look at that as well for our churches. What image do we want to put out? Are we meant to be a closed off kind of distant community? Or are we a really rich community where there are people present? Because if they look at the building, they're thinking, I don't even know if anyone goes to this church yet. Or what age they are. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that people tend to do uh, with web pages is they tend to put um, a lot of internal information up there, Mm. um, but don't really uh, give information for the seeker. And so really your front page needs to be about all the information that someone who is coming for the first time will want to know. So they'll wanna know uh, what you, when your service times are, they shouldn't have to dig At into all. your web. And yeah. I've been on church web pages where I've had to have three or four clicks 
to before I can get it and I have to search hard to find what time they meet. Mm. That is ridiculous. Mm. It should be the boldest and, and most um, accessible part of your front page yeah. is this is us, a picture of the people, these are our times that we gather together. Mm. And, uh, and I think also a map of how to get there. That yeah. should all be on your front page. Mm. And so all people have to do it, it, straight away they know what time you're gathering and whereabouts you can yeah. go to. And we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. When we came to our, our website and looked at what we had, we had so much unnecessary information on our pages. We had our preaching rosters, we had our who was on church council. We had all these bits and pieces that just didn't need to be on the website because if you're a part of the church and you want to find out who those people are or what the roster is, you just check the news sheet. You talk to someone about it. It was unnecessary because what we were trying to do was having a mix of our website, having both stuff for the inside of the church folk and the outside. And we realized, no, the website isn't there for people who are already in. It's for those who are wanting to come in. So if you want to have a, a bit of example, not saying that our website is the bee's knees and has it all perfect, but check out gawleyuniting.org.au and what you'll see, picture of people, picture of our logo. We have a map and we have our service times, front page, and below that we have a contact form. If you want to get in touch with us, so you fill in your name and your email address and a message and we'll get back to you. And that we think is what you need on a page. I can't think of anything else that a new person needs to know but that, because you don't want to overload them information that they become confused, but you don't want so little that they feel like they have to call up to check on something as well. So it's about making it simple and slick. You can have multiple pages of your website for other information, but that important information has to be right there in their face immediately. And we, we change it with, um, if Easter's coming up, we just had Easter now, and or Christmas is coming up, we might add um, that information mm, mm. because a lot of people go to webpage and go, okay, it's Easter, mm. I want to go to church, My, you know, the two times of the year I want to go to church. Mm. Um, how do I know what time the Easter yeah. services are or the Christmas services are? Mm. So I think they're important to throw on. But then on the menu button of our page, we just basically list the group activities mm. about what it is. We have our mission and vision because sometimes when people are searching for a church, that's an important part yeah. of what we do. We have our small group ministry and what we believe about our small group ministry we, and we have our youth and children's programs. Mm. Uh, and really that's what people are looking for. Yeah, They're looking for what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, ministries do you offer mm. and when do you gather and if you can answer those questions relatively simply mm. then you've done your job mm. of advertising yeah uh, they don't need to know who's preaching next week they don't need to know um, uh, you know where the toilets are I mean that stuff they need to know when they get into the place <laughs> yeah. but they don't need to do that there are some people that actually say that one of the most helpful things you could do if you're going down this road of um, of advertising for people who are yet to come into the church, is even to have a walkthrough video mm. where you just take a video and we haven't we haven't gone down this no. road yet, but you actually just walk people through and go, this is the church, this is what it looks like, and you move out and this is where the kids are going to be, and these are where the toilets are, and this is where the kitchen is, and and, and I think that's a wonderful idea. We've yeah. got to explore that, that sometime, like Joy. But. Um, maybe launch into that GoPro that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
it's not complicated. No. And a lot of people think that web page is, is beyond them. In, in the Uniting Church in South Australia, uh, the Senate will half design one for you if you ask them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not uh, terribly hard, but the trap is not putting the communion table as your front picture or, <laughs> or, 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 or the building as your front picture, yeah. but put people and put yeah. the relevant information that you want to go in. Mm. Um, one of the things that highlighted it to me very, very quickly is I, I was in Melbourne with my daughter and I used to go with Melbourne with my daughter every year for sporting occasions. And I, I used to go to different churches on the Sunday when we went mm. there. And I thought, well, I'm a United Church minister. I really should go to a United Church in the area that I am. Mm. And so I Googled United Churches. And, and the quality of their web pages, sorry, Melbourne, uh, United Church people, <laughs> was really subpoor. Mm. And I picked the best out of them that I possibly could. And for my 16-year-old daughter, I had to sit there and just say, I am sorry, honey, because I brought you to a traditional service. But the information just wasn't there on the website. And so I kind of felt deceived. Mm. And and I'm all in on the United Church, you know. (laughs) I'm for it. But the webpage just did not... Um, give the impression of what the church was actually about, mm. which is the next thing we need to talk about, and that is honesty in your web pages. Yeah, and that's huge. And, and we'll put it out there. It's not just Melbourne. That, that's that's everywhere. There, anyway. <laughs> There's a few in South Australia yeah, too. That's a specific story, but I think there are dreadful websites everywhere. And then every now and again, you see one that just wows you. And how much more do you want to go to that church? And that's who you want to be. You want to be that church that wows people, that it's the cream of the crop. You want to excel in this area. But like Barry said, you don't want to deceive people. So if you're not a contemporary service, don't you dare put contemporary service in front of your service time because people will come expecting a contemporary service and then they're having a full hymn sandwich and communion and it's going to blow what they thought they were coming to out of the water. And what I love about the fact of uh, Sandy Creek and Mallow and Two Wells, we've put those Facebook pages up in the last year or two. Mm, mm. Uh, they all are realistic of the congregation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tempting to uh, use stock images. And I think that that's, it is really tempting. And you see a lot of businesses that do that and they get these models and the, to sip their coffee and to try their product and to do their thing. But it isn't them, but they can almost get away with it. But because the church is all about people, take photos of your own people. Find someone within your connections that has a decent camera um, that can come in and take some snaps. Um, so for instance, the Malala Uniting Church website page, which is malalauniting.org, uh, you can come, au. .au, you can come check that out. And I have a photo there of what, seven, eight people in the church. And one of the ladies said to me, oh, you should have done it at Christmas when the church is full. And I said, no, because someone will come in and expect that to be our crowd. And that's not who we are. That's who we are once a year. Because yes, Christmas gets bigger. And it's so tempting when things are big to take photos. But then people walk in and think, oh, eight people, I'm number nine. I was thinking I could sit at the back and kind of just observe today. But no, I've got everyone swarming around me in community. So you've got to be honest with where you're at and be okay with that. Be okay that that's the kind of church that we are. We're on a journey to grow and write that in your vision statement on your church page that you're, you're on a journey to, to grow and to do better things. 
that this is who you are right now and design that well, but I think we have to be honest about it. And because you're using pictures of people, then it's, it's always good to update those pictures of people. Mm, mm. And, uh, and as you grow, to give more realistic um, mm. uh, pictures of who your congregation are. Yeah, yeah. And even if you, unfortunately, in the position of going the other way, mm. is to take pictures about the realistic pictures. You, you don't want to start your relationship with people f doing all the hard work to, uh, to get them to your church. Mm to make them feel like they've been deceived or yeah. gypped or ripped off in some uh, form or another. No relationship starts well on that basis at no. all. And so we, we need to be really realistic about uh, who we are and what. And if you are a traditional service, then celebrate the fact that you're a traditional service. Um, there are, I've met plenty of young people who are pretty keen for a traditional service. They look for it. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that, that might be their, their whole understanding of church and the modern expression doesn't uh, do it for them at all. Uh, they like the hymns that grandma sang them as a child and, and that's what they want to do. And yeah. I've met plenty of people in that category. So be honest about who you are mm. and how you think. The other thing that you need to make sure that you do, and we touched on this briefly in our previous episode, is you need to make sure that you're up on the Google list when you've published it. Yeah. And how you do that is that there is a mechanism in the back of Google where you can enter your web page into their engine and they'll send their little micro bots in to search your web page and then it will start to appear on the Google feed. But unless people are clicking on it, then it doesn't up it. Yeah. So Google um, separates them by what is the most popular page. Mm, mm. And so you and all the friends that you can muster, mm. you need to get them doing genuine clicks onto the page yeah. and as you do it will go up mm -hmm. you also need to ask google to make sure that your church is a dot on the map yeah on the google maps and so um i, I remember a story for instance geordie where uh, a speaker was coming to speak at one of our churches out in the country and he goes i looked for it on google maps and i couldn't find it yeah wow and so you know within five minutes i put a dot on that map yeah. and and submitted it to google and said, uh, there it is. I have a similar story. I was asked to preach at a church uh, and I just typed in uh, da, 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 Uniting Church, click search. It came up and I GPSed my way there and it was their old location. <laughs> and and I've, I only gave myself 20 minutes to be at this preaching uh, gig and I was almost running late because I had to then figure out what their new address was. Their website didn't tell me about it and it was wrong on the map. And it does not take long to change your location or to add your location to a map. If you want to figure out how to do that, once again, the best place to figure out how to do things on Google is to Google it. Mm -hmm. So say, how do I add my church, my location to Google Maps? You can set it up so quickly. And the same with submitting your website. I just type in every time how to submit website to Google. In Google, it will take you to a page where you just type in the URL of your website and click submit. And that's done. But the important thing is to get as many people clicking on it mm. as possible. The, the more popular Google thinks your website is, and you can be a bit flawed, fraud, okay, fraudulent. fraudulent here <laughs> and, and do, you know, stay up all night re-entering the, the address again or searching for the address over and over mm. again. But that is how you'll get Google up in it. So if you, for instance, type in 
um, Gawler churches will be up in the top two or three. Yeah, below think, the ads, yeah. I think Salt Church is up the top. They just have more people who click on the button, but we, I'm trying to knock them off the top. <laughs> so um, that's what you've got to do. And so, look, what we want to encourage you to do is, and it doesn't matter if you're a church of 20, mm. uh, of 10, of 100, uh, a web page and a Facebook page are a must. They're, they are the new medium. Nobody under 60 is going to look in the paper for when your church is on. They're going to go to the internet every single time. Yeah. And so you, so you want to um, have an opportunity to do that. Mm. Have an email address on your web, your web page yeah. because we get lots of emails through our web page yeah. all the time. We, we, we recently had Easter um, and, and it was really quite interesting. We had, uh, we always have new families coming in. This is at Maala and this new whole family come in. We're talking uh, husband and wife and two kids came in and they said, we've never been here before, but we uh, live between these few towns and we Googled Easter services and yours was the only one that came up. There you go. And I said, that's amazing. We're so glad you're here. They said, well, I'm so glad you had it because we wouldn't have been able to go anywhere. So you see the value there. That's a whole new family now associated with our church. Their kids are associated with the youth ministry we've set up. Amazing story. All because I put up a flyer on our Facebook page and that's where they were. So the reality is that if you don't have a Facebook page, if you don't have a web page, you're missing out on families. You're missing out on people that really what we want to do is reach them with the gospel. We want to be the everyday church to the people that live in your area. So uh, it might seem hard, it might seem scary, but get someone alongside of you that can help you with this Facebook page and this web page. Um, if you have any more questions, uh, get in contact with us on our, on our Facebook page or our website and talk to us about it. We wanna help you through it because these are the essential tools to being the everyday church. So we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this episode three and we look forward to bringing out episode four. We're hoping to bring them out uh, once a month from here on in. So we hope you've enjoyed the first three and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.